Welcome, everybody, to Wednesday's episode of CHS Daily. It is, in fact, a very special episode of CHS Daily, as we have two special guests joining the show. Um, Mom, say hello. Hello. (laughs) Alex. Say hi, Mom. Hey, guys. So, as a preparation for Mother's Day, we are joined by our mothers on the podcast, and we are very lucky to have them both. So, I, I cannot think of a better Welcome. What's Up Wednesday pair of guests uh, than two mothers who volunteer to judge speech tournaments, who are always there for their two awesome sons, big-time members of our community. So, we're very glad to have both you on tonight. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. We had a blast judging speech. That was fun. We did. I, I, I might still try to rope you into it, even though your sons will be graduated. So you never know. <laughs> yeah. You never know. You might get us. Yeah. Well, I, I want you to know I've taken things from speech to work, and I have brought that to the big wigs, and I'm now timing when people talk. <laughs> and I tell them I get it from Colchester High School, and they're looking at me, and I'm telling the VPs, you've got like two minutes, you know? <laughs> I love That's it. That's awesome. Love it. <laughs> that is fantastic. And I'm not kidding. I actually do that, but it's good. Yeah, it was a great experience. Yeah, and I mean, you know, clearly you both have done a good job because uh, these two, as much as I like to give them a hard time for their, like, favorite pizza flavors and stuff like that on the podcast, uh, they're pretty well, awesome. deserve it hard time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you. All right, your credit was lost when you like banana artificial flavored things. See, you're the only people that think I lost credit there. Like you're just wrong. Um, I kind of <laughs> got to go with the boys on that one. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Oh, Norma. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Miss Albright. That's got to be the worst flavor ever. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Oh, the banana laffy taffy. It's so good. No, it's not. <laughs> but when you don't get a vote you have the worst like taste buds of any adult human that i've ever encountered wait what he said we should do a rankum i I, he cut out but i'm gonna put two and two together that he said we should do a rankums with the mom what are we gonna rank i don't know we came very prepared per usual (laughs) what if we rank um Ooh, this is tough. Um, what if what if we write towns in Vermont? What? <laughs> what? That's the most random thing to rank. Bodwin, Bodwin, Bodwin. Let me let me propose an alternate okay, idea that that I will certainly regret, but if nothing else, it can serve as a starting starting okay. board. Um, I know. Um, sons myself included can be quite annoying can be uh quite a lot of the times so i think it's fair to give our moms both a chance to tell the podcast an embarrassing story absolutely um, whatever one they would like to choose i agree thanks bitch Um, i know i'm gonna regret it but (laughs) you deserve it so i don't know i'm not prepared i don't have one yet oh you can't come up with any (laughs) let me think a minute Mom, you probably got plenty lined up really in your head can. right now. Can I tell the potty yeah. prince one? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my son's two and a half. I can guess what that's about. <laughs> okay. Uh, that one is embarrassing. I think I'll hold out on that one. Uh, 
<laughs> I don't know. You got I nothing? don't really. I have like little snippets. What if we make the boys tell a not an embarrassing story, a nice story about their moms, and then you'll have time to think about something embarrassing about them. I can do that. Okay. So I'll start. But you can't embarrass your mom because that's not. I I won't I won't embarrass I won't embarrass. Um, so I'm not like a great gift giver usually. <laughs> like I'll be honest, like I'm just bad at coming up with like things that someone else likes and wants type of things. Um, so you know I'm not always the greatest on holidays, but it was um a couple years ago, so sophomore year. Um, actually, I had an AAU tournament Mother's Day weekend down in Massachusetts. <laughs> yes, we always had AAU. On yes, Day we always weekend. for years we always uh, had Mother's Day weekend was spent in some hot basketball court yeah. gym. Which, Mom, yeah. I love you. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this year, that year was actually very special because a couple months prior, or so my mother had had brain surgery. So um, it was a big deal, you know, and this was actually the first tournament she was able to go to. So we went down to Massachusetts together, stayed over. So it was kind of a really cool Mother's Day weekend to see her, right? Um, And just kind of be there. So it was really cool already. Um, And then we were staying in a hotel and like right down the street from the hotel was um, a shopping center. So I told my mom that as like a Mother's Day gift, I think I said I'd go down to the Starbucks and get you coffee or something like that, or that I get breakfast or something, you know, so she didn't have to worry about it and said, oh, you know, great. Thank you. So I went down and what I ended up doing was going in. There was um, a a supermarket grocery store. I don't remember what it was, but I went in um, because I had we'd been in there the day prior and I saw they had nice flowers. So I went in there and I got my mother a bouquet of flowers and chocolates and then came back to the hotel room and surprised her with those for the mother's day and that was for me a cool memory just because the brain surgery and coming back from all that was a really cool moment something that i'm always going to remember so yeah it was pretty nice Thank very you. nice Mitch. good job i was very surprised but i think i probably paid for the flowers of course you did but it was so really nice <laughs> that's amazing i love i love yeah. the story and the follow-up yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you probably did yeah <laughs> that, that is fantastic i that that brings me back every every gift i ever got from my mom for the first you know 16 years of life or whatever uh was something that her or my dad paid for so that was uh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's the that counts. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So that's uh, but Mitch, that shows that you know you're a thoughtful guy. Occasionally, (laughs) when I when I when I decide to be. Yeah, no, I was pretty surprised to tell you the truth. I mean, I was surprised he was going to go get Starbucks. But then when he came back with the flowers, it was very nice. And the chocolate. I remember that. Yeah, it was very nice. It was a nice weekend. It was. Thank you. And then we won the tournament. So that yeah, was a good Yeah, it was great. And yeah. Roberta, Norma, I got to tell you, uh, both of your sons have, like, spoken numerous times. They've, like, given you shout outs on this podcast, as you probably know. Um, but also just, like, speak very highly of you a lot. So, um, yep. you probably already know that, but just wanted to just wanted to forward that to you as well. 
Aww, that's well, super that's sweet nice. thank you for sharing that, that. and yes nice. we have heard it on the podcast because of course we listen <laughs> daily love it love it love we're it. sorry we need our listens up so we appreciate you should we let them tell nice stories about the boys maybe that's easier wait alex still yeah has i gotta tell my story before make that okay yeah so mine's not really this is gonna be i know you like mitch and roberta you guys have all heard this because i kind of talked about it at our uh our speech banquet and mine's not necessarily uh-huh. like one story, but it's kind of like um, this like big impact that my mom has had on me. And oddly enough, it's like, it's something as small as my taste in music. And it's something that like, I can never forget because a lot of the times I'll, so I'll get into, well, the, the backstory is uh, we'd always go on car trips, like to soccer tournaments or lacrosse tournaments or whatever. And we will always just put 80s rock and roll on and we'll like belt our lungs out and we'll just have a good time all the way up. Um, and like the origin of that is when we would, whenever we drive everywhere when I was little, we had this, we had the ACDC Who Made Who CD and we'd like always put it in the, the car stereo and we'd always listen to that. And so now that's like all I listen to and my friends, Usually, I don't get put on ox duty when I'm like driving around with my friends. They want to listen to that kind of stuff, <laughs> and they want to listen to like hip hop, rap, and all that. So usually, I'm stuck listening to what they like to. Um, but at the end of the day, I really don't care, just because like that's something we bonded over the years, and it's like brought us closer together. And this year, I even took um, an online course at St. Mike's called the History of Rock, and it's like a weekly thing where you get prompts each week based off of which era you're looking into. And so the last week, the question, what it asked us to like reflect on what we think like the legacy of rock has left on us personally. And so I pretty much used that prompt. I was like, this is the one I've been wanting to answer the whole class. I pretty much got to brag about my mom being so Aww, cool and like getting so me. Sweet. Like, I pretty much like Aww. used the whole prompt, not even to like, reflect the information in the notes that he gave us, but I pretty much just bragged about my mom being super cool about introducing me to rock. <laughs> yeah, you you crushed That's that awesome. speech at the banquet too. That, that was awesome. Yeah, that was probably like one of the best speeches I've given. Oh, it was great. It was good. He actually yeah. um, could quote lyrics of a song. <laughs> I always yes. quote yeah. lyrics like, whenever does. they come on though. Oh, and I like to make fun of her that <laughs> I, I know more of the words to her songs than she does. That's true. <laughs> I mean, based on um, yesterday's episode, like your knowledge of music is pretty spot on. Yeah, I mean, well, I that guess she's on by Tom Petty within like the first second of the song playing. So that's just didn't even hear things. <laughs> you heard the first yeah. guitar riff. That was pretty impressive. It. That's all thanks to her. <laughs> well, gee. Oh, so do you have an embarrassing story yet? Yeah, you got anything? <laughs> you got anything cooking yet, Mom? I have one I can tell. It's not really embarrassing. Sure, go it's for at, it. Well, it's almost to me. It's kind of embarrassing about me. But um, this was a few years ago. You were talking about AAU basketball, and I've sat oh. through so many of all sports games. So the, we were up in Maine. I don't remember what town. I won't say it to offend anybody, but it was a little ho-dunk town. Hey, my mom's from Maine. Watch it. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I know. I could say that. Well, it was funny because 
I went to the, we had a little bit of time before the game started and I went to like the local packy store it was the only thing that was open. It must be, And I came back and I felt like I was in Maine because I was walking back up the street with a paper bag, but it really just had water. In it. <laughs> but I went to, so I went into the, to the gym with my paper bag and and I was sitting up back because I always try to strategically pick a seat that I cannot be influenced by other people. And that never works <laughs> out because people always start screaming and yelling and hollering and whatever. So we're three quarters of the way through the game. And I realize the side I'm sitting on, everybody is from the other team and they are booing. Oh. I mean, big time. The whole crowd. They're like doing chants and they're like, you know, just like, but the thing is, what they don't know is he's loving it. It is feeding him. He probably played the best game. And when he got, when they would call him for a foul, and of course they're all cheering, then Mitch turns around and claps. You know, he claps <laughs> to the audience and cheers him on. Mitch, that's my so, favorite move. I think you. he actually, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know. And uh, meanwhile, I'm mortified as the mother sitting here, not quite knowing if I should even tell the crowd that that's my son, because I don't know if they're going to beat me up. And um, it was just, if they were, but he, and, and I've never seen him so happy when he got a foul and they, Boot him and then he cheered and I think you guys won. I don't know. Oh, we won by a lot. Yeah, we won by a lot. Yeah. yeah, fed it to him on the plate and I went out my paper bag with water. But, yeah, that was fun. That's a good one. Yeah, I can picture Mitch doing oh, it. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, I can yeah. picture his yeah. facial expression. Well, clapping. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. exactly. Like, what like, you I, I just gave my mom a great idea because, like, I love getting like involved with the crowd during a game because I get super heated. That's one of the worst things to witness yeah. as yeah. a parent on the sidelines though. It like makes me crazy. Alex it has is. done the same thing a few times in lacrosse. So he ended a season getting ejected from a game. It was like his second year of playing lacrosse maybe. Do you remember that Mitch? <laughs> I don't know if we're at Winston was, Central um, School. It was seventh it was seventh grade, right? Mitch was on oh. I this didn't have anything to do with a parent, yeah, though. Yes, no, that. so this kid was riding Alex up the line and trying to force him out. And then he just started beating on Alex, like, repeatedly. And finally, the, mm -hmm. the parents for both teams are yelling for the ref to blow the whistle. And he finally blows the whistle right as Alex turns around and finally whacks the kid back in retaliation. In the head with my <laughs> but it was stick. after the whistle, so he ejects him from the game, and I'm mortified. Alex is secretly, like, probably happy because he finally beat on this kid <laughs> who'd been fighting the whole game. So that ends the season. We ended up losing that game by one goal. It, you know, the season was over. The very next season, the first game we played was in, I think, Plattsburgh. And Alex started doing the same sort of behavior. Oh, I remember this. And he, yep. <laughs> there was a, he got some sort of penalty. He starts clapping no, his it gloves was, together. Yeah. So <laughs> on the other team got a penalty for doing something to me. And so I dropped my stick and started clapping in his face. And I marched I myself I right around the field. That dropping your stick 
it was a penalty. So then I got a penalty for that. <laughs> so you completely <laughs> negated the fact that I got a Yeah. Right. Yeah. So then I marched myself right around the field to the coach and said, take my kid off the field right now. He needs to learn a lesson. He cannot behave like that. And the coach was like, no, no, no. We need him out there. We need him out there. I'm like, I don't care how much you need him. He cannot behave like that. I love it. I love it. <laughs> that was Coach Phil. That's awesome. Yeah. Yes, yeah. No, I remember. I love yeah. Hey, shout out Coach yeah. Phil if you're a podcast. So, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably not. We won't go into that. Yeah. Uh, those are good. Those are good. Oh, stories. that's awesome. I, I, uh, th- these two both have a lot of competitive fire, and that's a that's a new. I, I have not heard either of those from them before. That's good. And I know you have heard the story where Mitch saved Alex's neck, literally and figuratively. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, yeah was, that was scary. That was, I think, to this day, the only time my father told me to be less aggressive. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was, I mean, I'll always remember that because that was a rough game to begin with, and the refs were just let it go type of oh, thing. Yeah, like they let it get way too physical. And it was... And we ended up winning. Um, actually, it was against Plattsburgh again. And it was after the final whistle. The kid clotheslines Alex. I mean, such a cheap shot. I did it. Knock your helmet off. I yeah, remember it was one I, of the We were just like, it was like seen. seven seconds left. And he like blew the whistle to start it again. So we were running out the clock. And just as I like turn and jump to like throw the ball up in the air with like a couple seconds left, because that's like a celebratory thing in like sports to like just throw the ball up. And like, as I'm like, mid throw in the air the kid just like clotheslines me and like my helmet flies off and i was on the opposite end of the field and all i remember sprinting over to get between the kids and alex as quick as i could um and it was a long ways that was the thing i would never seen mitch run so fast you didn't know mitch then <laughs> no i was gonna say he didn't run that fast and he ran so fast across that whole distance of the field and all i remember is david his father yelling, but it reminded me of the way you yell at your dog when you talk about death the world. You know what I mean? Stop! Sounded like it was that same tone, <laughs> and he just kept. He was like the dog; he didn't stop. He just kept running. <laughs> and I don't even know if you got to the kid or what. No, you did. I did. I got to the kid and I pushed him apart, and then yeah. I I don't remember exactly what happened. All I remember is I put myself between the kid yeah. and Alex, and I was kind of playing defense until everyone else. I think Mitch, Mitch was it was the biggest, was... tallest kid on the team, and Alex was not six feet tall at that time. No. <laughs> that I, I, that's just always a memory and i think it was after the we were going through handshake lines and after the game alex you know came up and like he was like hey man i appreciate yeah, I like, that and I my like, life no problem and we've been friends ever since <laughs> yeah we already liked mitch um, but that so kind of sealed the deal that day understandable yeah good memories and the fact that he didn't stop running when his father yelled at him. To stop, so. <laughs> uh, there is definitely some special memories that get made through sports that you just don't get in other other capacities. You know, for whatever reason, it just brings out. Absolutely. Those I'd say for the parents, too. Some of our proudest moments. And they're, mm-hmm. they're yeah. not in the wins necessarily, but in how you handled the losses and the challenges. Yeah, right. Definitely. Exactly. Exactly. So... That's, yeah, that's uh, you know, I I honestly uh, I 
these stories are like too good. Like I wanted some ammunition to hold over Alex and Mitch forever. And <laughs> these just make them seem more lovable in ways. So I, I'm a little, I'm a little, but I'm also impressed. So. I'm I'm not used to this side of Bowdoin. It's kind of creepy. Yeah, he's like, I don't know about you. It's kind of like accepting good. that we're kind of nice people. It's weird. <laughs> it won't. Yeah, it won't last. Long. I know. It won't last very long. Yes. But... Prince wants a mom. <laughs> exactly. yeah. He must. Bo- Bowdoin must really be starving over there. He's waiting yeah, for he's probably for whatever things food he's he's he doesn't normally see. <laughs> you know, at, at some point here, I'll, I'll get fed and then I'll go back to my normal, mean, sarcastic self. <laughs> hey, I have a question for Miss Albright. Oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> this is kind of random, um, but I'm just wondering, like, how difficult or challenging is it for you to have what? <laughs> have had Alex and Mr. Baldwin in the same classroom. <laughs> at the same time not a student in your class but also when Alex was helping in your class like isn't that somewhat annoying that they're so much alike well it got really bad when they started matching outfits oh that was that was the best time I always outdressed them anyway like when they started intentionally pre-planning their matching outfits <laughs> Yeah, that pushed it to a whole other level. I mean, in some ways, it was kind of fun to just, like, stand back and watch it play out. (laughs) Well, I just wanted to say thank you, because I'm sure that it was some days more of a struggle than others. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you're not wrong. But I do have to give Alex, I have to, like, say a nice thing, because, and he knows he did a good job. But there was this day that um, Bowdoin was out, and it was happened to be a day that Alex was there. And honestly, it was kind of like there were still two teachers in the room. Like, I just sort of swapped one out for the other. Oh, oh that was so it worked out kind of well. That was the day you took a picture of me. Like, I took over Bowdoin's desk and, like, put my feet up on it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it was, a day, it was a day in December. I remember that. You know, from what I hear, you both are equally gifted English teachers. <laughs> so, um, good thing I got that part covered. That's hilarious. <laughs> but, but that is the so that is the unique thing about um, about both of you, though, Alex and Mitch, is that like Albright and I have pretty informal dynamics with students a lot, especially as they get older. But like you two are definitely unique in the sense um, that. I mean, there are not, you know, we, we love all of our students, but there aren't a ton of students who could uh, jump on this and just seamlessly, like, I don't know if someone tuned in for a random two minute snippet of this podcast, I don't know that they would be aware that it's two teachers and two students. Um, no, definitely not. And I think that that's really cool. And I think it's really <laughs> unique. Uh, and I think it says a lot about both of you and, and your maturity, but also just like the fact that you're fun people that, that we've really enjoyed connecting with. So. Yeah, thank you. Thank Pretty you. sure it's mutual. I appreciate that. Aww. Yeah. Other yeah, folks have... Yeah, you both are pretty respected. Other yeah. folks have picked up on that too, Alex and Mitch. Miss Mastori has emailed me a couple of times to tell me how awesome she thinks you two are in this whole situation, that you two are just doing this for the heck of doing it, because why not? Yeah. She's really impressed. Amazing. 
Yeah. Well, Huge and shout I'm, out to yeah. Miss Fast Story, by the way. Yeah. Miss you, haven't seen you in a long time. Yeah, she's great. You know, and I want to give a shout out to Mitch to get sentimental here a moment because I'd been holding it together pretty well about all of the things that, you know, that we're missing out on the senior year and keeping perspective. And last Saturday was just really hard for some reason. We'd got some other things that were canceled and so forth. And he just likes like mom. He was like the adult. He was like, "Mom, it's fine. It's only my senior year. It's no big deal. It's fine. I'll be fine." You know, he was just, "I'm," you know, he's totally. And I thought, "My God, he's comforting me." So really, thank you, Mitch. That really mm-hmm. helped a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we hope we'll have additional, maybe college graduation. <laughs> we'll have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not counting on anything these days with the virus. If that's still yeah. going on for their so. college graduation, then. We, we we got bigger. We'll have bigger issues. We're just going to be walking around with uh, self-contained breathing apparatuses yeah, then, I think. So, yeah. Bodwin, every day that mug I got you becomes a little bit closer to uh, closer <laughs> to reality. <laughs> oh, God. oh, goodness. <laughs> well, hey, I think, uh, you know, we've been praising Mitch and Alex, but this is a Mother's Day special. So, Mitch well, and they Alex, raised them. Team. So, everything that we praise Mitch and Alex, Alex about, we're actually praising the moms. Well, yes, but I'm, but I'm saying let's get some. That's direct, true. Let's get some direct. <laughs> no, I, okay. So, uh, Alex, Mitch, I think. Wait, wait. I have, I have an idea. Uh, oh. <laughs> this oh, is God. the story of my life right here. <laughs> Yeah. Whenever he says I have an idea, you know it's a problem. Uh, <laughs> let's play. So let's play a game. It's a. Share their two favorite things about their mothers. So we don't have to do the one worst okay. thing, right? No, you. We'll skip. No. <laughs> you can. You can. Oh, it's Mother's Day. You can, you could share a worst thing about yourself that your mother is not to blame for. No, 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 no. No. <laughs> No, I, go, you can do uh, the rank them. Two favorites and least fa- one least favorite. Uh, I can handle it. Like a, Roberta, like you a, can handle like it. How about a kind of thing? I'll do a... Yeah. Well, why yeah, that's what I was going to say. Why like don't a you funny start pet with peeve. that and then end with the two favorite things then? Okay, cool. All right. I got to think because there's not much that my mom does that gets on my nerves. <laughs> yeah, there's he's probably, there's probably like one thing that I can't think of that's like massive. I was about to say, I have one thing that I'll start with the one because it's a very specific memory. It was like, it was last, uh, this past weekend. And I mean, we've discussed on this podcast that my sleeping habits are pretty nocturnal, you know, go to bed late, get up late type of thing. Oh, I know what I was going to (laughs) say. Well, I roll over, right? And I hear a vacuum going. (laughs) And I'm like, man. If, this is if, Sunday morning. Yeah, Sunday, no, Saturday, Saturday, morning. Saturday morning. Saturday morning. I'm like, man, if I went so late that she's running the vacuum already when she knows I'm sleeping, it must be like noon at least, right? And I pick up my phone at seven ten in the morning, <laughs> and I would walk out and I see my dad's kind of groggily awake in the kitchen. I'm like, what? And he's like. She has a virtual yoga class. She needs to vacuum her room. And I went, uh, so I just went and I watched some Netflix. And then when the vacuum went off, I went back to bed. But, um, but yeah, so there was that. That's my, I guess you could call it. You made it. me laugh because a kid sleeps through everything and he's up all night. 
So I thought about it, but I said, eh, don't bother him. He won't hear anything. I guess he did. (laughs) But yeah, there's that. Um, uh, I don't know if it's impossible to pick a top two. Um, I gotta, I'll say that I appreciate how you are always know like the right thing to say and the right demeanor to have um, in a certain situation, you know, Um, and just how like you're always there. So I'll say both of those. That's sweet, Mitch. Thank you. All right. Um, I guess the only one thing that I consistently complain about to her is when she rags on me about my laundry. And okay, most I will admit that it's mostly my fault in that I'm like really stubborn about it. But in my like stubborn head, it makes sense to me. But for her, it's like put it back where it's supposed to. So when she sends back laundry in the basket, I'll leave the basket in the middle of my floor. When she sends it back after washing it for you? Yeah, after she does my laundry yeah. for me. Yeah, and, <laughs> and so she'll set it back yeah. in the basket and I leave it all in the basket in the middle of my room. And whenever I need something from it, I'll just like sort through it and like pick certain things out and then just leave it there and not take it all at once and put it all in my closet. And she always gets super mad at me about that. But I tell her that it's way more convenient to just grab stuff when I need it than to make a second trip to put it all back there. But like, <laughs> yeah, so that's well, mostly my alive. fault. But yeah. It's like the one thing that I like won't give up on. Okay, but he's only telling half the story, really. <laughs> <laughs> so the rest of the story is he doesn't take it out of the basket and put it away. So then I decided, well, I'm going to leave piles on the floor. So he have to walk over them. So he them away, right? Yeah. Oh, and I just jump over. Them. So then he wears them out of the piles and the piles uh-huh. pile yeah. up. So every couple of days, there's more stacks added to the stacks. So those sit there. But my issue with it is it feels disrespectful that I took my time to wash, dry, fold, iron, whatever the clothes. He only has to put them away. That seems legit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and my, my only argument is like, for convenience sake. That's all I have. So I just shut the door so I don't have to look at it. I know. Norma, we, ha- we have the same thing and it doesn't, it's ridiculous. It's like, to- yeah, towers of laundry and he doesn't take care of it. And it's supposedly right. organized, but it's all just in the middle of the floor. So I just I try to tell myself the same when he's thing. Not here. That's what I tell myself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then, then I'd say the two things that I like, the two nice things about you is like the the most important one being that we have the same type of sense of humor, and that um, like not that we're mean people, but like sometimes we'll both see something out, like if we're walking around and we're like, oh, look at that thing over there. And we can both agree that like <laughs> it's either weird or funny or stupid or whatever it is. Like we all can agree on that like weird type of sense of humor. <laughs> or oh, and then the second thing is that um, in the middle of the day, when you know that I'm not supposed to be on my phone in school, you'll text me random little memes all the time. <laughs> and it's sometimes it's like it's it can be anything. Sometimes it's like a Dr. Seuss quote that she found on Facebook. Or maybe it's like some, a lot, a lot of the times it's like references to rock and roll. Like there was one you sent me the other day 
Uh, it was an ACDC one. And it's like, due to the, the current state we're in with coronavirus, dirty, G- dirty deeds are no longer done dirt cheap. And something like <laughs> and I mean that that I thought that was really funny, but usually they're sent when I'm in school. But I, I like, it always like gives me a little boost during the day. That's awesome. Aww. That's awesome. <laughs> that's, that's, that's probably like I have a whole like, collection folder in my like, in in my photos now, and that's probably one of my favorite ones. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. That's strong. That's strong. And it um, it always catches uh, me off guard because it can literally be anything at all. <laughs> oh, one of them is um. Oh, one was about Oreos actually the other day. Oh no. Uh, one of them was the if all around you is dark, maybe you are the cream. Hashtag Oreo philosophy. <laughs> but if you're a if you're an Oreo thin, there's not enough cream to even see anything, so that doesn't work. Yeah. One of them was um, this picture of a toilet paper that was um, colored green and it said CBD infused toilet paper to calm your butt down. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh goodness. It's just really funny stuff like that. (laughs) Or one, there was actually one where there, this this will be the last one, I promise. I could probably go on forever about these. But there's this one guy painting painting a door black in his house and a guy walks up to him and he says, oh, you must be listening to the Rolling Stones again. <laughs> that's, that's, that's sad. That's sad. Yeah, she has really good meme taste. One thing that I want to appreciate you both for is that these two, uh, just so uh, if I know if I know the group of friends, it's the Cottage Gang, and it also includes Will Spencer, Chase Carey, Andy Rosado, David uh, Fournier, um, uh, Tim Abley, and why am I Russ Not Chase? So. Um, yeah, and I was so the eight of them uh, yeah. I know are pretty tight and hang out a lot, and probably hang out uh, around you guys a lot. That's a lot to put up with, so I want to give give you a shout out for, for putting up with that crew as well all really great guys i was gonna uh-huh. say they're great i mean the, they're great kids so i don't yeah it's not a it's not a task um, at all they're it's like one thing. of the yeah they're so unique in the sense that like the though that group of friends is like the ones that play a lot of sports and they're really prominent in our community and stuff like that but they're also really good people who get along really well with all the teachers who treat underclassmen well, who are mentors to other people. Except for my brother. Yeah, except for him, of course. But that's one of the things that has made our uh, our senior class so unique, I think, to a lot of other senior classes, um, is that, like, the people who are often, like, the, the in a lot of ways, like, those guys are, are a really big part of what that senior class is, and uh they they just represent it in a really cool way so it's pretty cool yeah that is super nice to hear i actually was going to ask you if i could give a little bit of a shout out and i'm just going to actually piggyback onto what you said with um really a shout out to the entire senior class and not just this whole covid situation that they've had to to live through the last few months but this class, ever since Alex was probably in second or third grade, every year at parent-teacher conferences, 
we were told how wonderful this class was as a whole, that they were easy kids to deal with, that they were helpful to each other, that they were thoughtful, that they were just good human beings. And it's, I'm just super proud that my son is part of this class. And if you think about how many kids in this class, they're the helpers of our future. There's so many kids in this class that want to go into the field of medicine, technology, healthcare, I mean, um, education. It just says a lot about their personalities. They are the helpers of our future. I like that a lot, helpers of our future. That's a, that's a really good phrase for this crew. That sounds like a price quote. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Norma, I totally agree. I've said that many times to people at work that when they would be glum and doom and gloom, and I'm, and actually I said that after doing the speech, you know, the speech events that I said, no, I really have hope for our future. This generation that's coming up, they're going to do things right. They're going to make some corrections to the course we've started. Well, thank you guys. So, and I really do believe that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. But I want to, I do want to add this, Norma. Um, Mitch went to Grand Isle, and I'd say I wasn't hearing that <laughs> for a lot of the years that Mitch was at Grand Isle. I, I found it kind of an embarrassing story. Mitch was saying oh, that. please. No, not. but <laughs> no, don't, I don't. would get, I knew the Grand Isle school principal number pretty well from the time Mitch was in, I don't know, second grade. Man, Mitch know, tried to tell me that first, when he was a ninth grader, um, and I just did not believe him. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. And I would see the number come up and, and I'd be like, oh, God. And I'd have to go. And it was, he, he you know, I mean, it was always respectful. He challenged the authorities at school. So I finally, I set something up with the principal that, yes, you can call me, but I want to first talk to Mitch to find, have him tell me what happened before then I'd have to hear it from the principal. So... I got yeah. a lot of calls like that through his grade school. That's so <laughs> crazy to me. Didn't he tell you? Didn't he tell you once about a lawyer or something? Oh like yeah, that? he said when you were in third grade. I think it was. He said, "Well, you know, if I have a near, need a lawyer, I know who I'm going to use." Mitch Gattapi. <laughs> That's why that one started out. I don't remember what it was you got riled up about, but there was some argument he made. He lost. Mitch lost the it was argument. Sort of a backhanded compliment, argument, though. But... <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, it was. Here. It was. We, I think Albright and I, <laughs> at some point, like said something nice about him in the fall, and he was like, "Really, you guys like me?" Because in middle school, that was not the case, and we were like, <laughs> "And we were like, what? yeah, no, I think like, that's exactly what I said." That you didn't get along with adult figures in middle school. I mean, it was well, I got along with my teachers, amazing. Like, I loved my teachers that I had. I just didn't – the principal – got to realize in a small school, the principal's kind of everywhere. And he just didn't like me. And, and I didn't like him. Yeah, two principals. This is a track record. <laughs> it wasn't just one. But, <laughs> ne 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 neither one of them were my huge But then you got to I wasn't CHS, there, and I awesome didn't like and, so. <laughs> and now you're on the school board. Yeah, exactly. 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 So – yeah. Awesome. Who would have thunk well, it? Well, well, hey, I think it's it's time for appreciation. <laughs> so uh... that's true. That's true. So, well, am I traditionally? Am I going I, first I guess, out of yeah. uh, sure, uh, Mitch? <laughs> oh. Ah, sure. Um, 
well, of course, thank you. Appreciation to my mom. Um, happy Mother's Day. Thank you for all that you've done to me and for all the, the support and help and everything. You know, it goes without saying that I wouldn't be here without you. So thank you. Love you very much. Um, and also secondary, I know Alex, you shouted out the Miss Pass story. Shout out. Miss you. Haven't seen you in a long time. Our home base. You matter. All that. So um, thank you also for all you've done for me. Hope you're doing well and hopefully get to see you at some point soon. Good stuff. Good stuff. <clears throat> You're up, Alex. Um, well, I, so I did shout out Miss Pastor the other day. Um, but yeah, obviously this being the Mother's Day special, not just because you're here, Mom, but a serious shout out to you because I would I probably wouldn't be having as much fun or like goofing off with anybody else if it weren't for you because um, I feel like you kind of gave me that goofball gene that definitely came from you. Um, and I couldn't be more thankful for that, especially. Well, thanks. All right, me. You. All right. Um, <laughs> well, I got to appreciate my mom. I got to give her a shout out. Uh, she's a listener of the show. Um, and uh, if I had to do the ranking thing, I was trying to think about this. I was like, what are my two favorite things about my mom? Uh, and that one's tough. But I think that the uh, one of the two things that I would pick would be how selfless she is. Um, my entire life, she has always uh put me and my brother and my dad and, ev and everyone else before everyone that she works for um the volunteer work that she does everything like that she always puts other people first um sometimes to a fault uh but she she is just so selfless and always worried about other people and wanting to take care of other people and uh and she was always there for me growing up um so i'm so thankful for that um and i think the second thing uh that i would add is that uh, she constantly showed how much she cared and listened. So when I was growing up, I would often like quiz my parents on like my works. Um, and my mom would always know everything. Like I just have to tell her something once and she would always remember it. Um, and for me that, that uh, gave me a really strong sense of self and helped me build a lot of confidence, I think. Um, so to anyone who thinks I'm obnoxious and overconfident, uh, you could probably blame my mom <laughs> for that um, because she gave me a really strong uh, no. sense of self through that too. So uh, mother, if you're listening, I love you and thank you. That's awesome. My mom is not a listener because she works way too much. Um, uh, I don't know if I have like two specific things that I would say about her. Um, my mom is probably the kindest, gentlest, sweetest, most sensitive person that I know. We are not a whole lot alike. <laughs> I, I, I often, well, <laughs> I often have the feeling my accident. I'm a lot more like her mom than I am her. Um, but she, my parents are divorced and my mom has worked very, very hard for a lot of years to take care of me and my two siblings. Um, and the, the thing that I always really appreciate her, about her, and I don't know that she believed me, um, I have always been a little bit opinionated and a little bit of a force to be reckoned with. And she kind of just let me be instead of like trying to, I don't know, fix that. 
Um, and it's carried me for a long way. So I really appreciate that about her. I know you're not listening, but I love you, mom. We actually, weirdly enough, that's awesome. Um, and then we have an extra appreciation tonight. So uh, everyone just hang tight, listen up. Tonight we're joined for a very special bedtime story with Hoxley and Haxley Albright. Tonight's book is called I Love You, Stinky Face, written by Lisa McCord. I love you, my wonderful child, but I had a question. Mama, what? Would you still love me then? If you were a big scary ape, I would make your birthday cake out of bananas, and I would tell you, I love you, my big scary ape. But mama, but mama, what if I were a super smelly skunk, and I smelled so bad that my name was Stinky Face? Then I'd plunk you in a bubble bath, but if you still smelled stinky, I wouldn't mind. I'd whisper in your ear, I love you, stinky face. But mama, but mama, what if I were an alligator with big, sharp teeth? I'd buy you a bigger toothbrush. And if your throat hurt, I'd look inside your huge mouth. I'd tell you, I love you, my dangerous alligator. But mama, what if I were a terrible meat-eating dinosaur? you a mountain of hamburger. I'd say, I love you, my sweet, terrible dinosaur. But mama, but mama, what if I were a swamp creature with slimy, smelly seaweed hanging from my body? Then I would live by the swamp and take care of you always. I tell you, I love you, my slimy swamp monster. But mama, but mama, what if I were a green alien from Mars and I ate bugs instead of peanut butter? Then I would fill your lunchbox with spiders and ants and the tastiest bugs you've ever had. And I'd pack a note with all the bugs that said, I love you, little greenie. Bon appetit. But mama, but mama, what if I were a one-eyed monster? Then I would look you right in the one eye and say, I love you. And I would sing to you until your one droopy eyelid finally closed and you fell fast asleep. I love you, Mama. And I love you, my wonderful child. I love my Mama. She reads me Harry Potter and she puts me to bed. She gives me Uggamuggas kisses and I love Mama. Say something annoying about your mom. About my mommy. My mommy read me. That is our final appreciation for tonight. Aww. That is the sweetest ever. Aww. Well, now I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. on behalf of yeah. the Albright Aww. family, uh, Bowden family, Mitch and Alex, Roberta and Norma, thank you so much, everyone, for coming on. Uh, and happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Thank you. And thank you for having us. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Yes, it made it really special for me. Thank you. Peace.